It wouldn't be Tuesday without a jump cut, would it? We're doing something special this week. With it being the summer break, and there's not a lot of F1 news about, we decided we'd give all our F1 show listeners a free taste of the extra show that we do on Patreon every week. We put that on at the end of this week's show, so once it gets to Formula Lee, don't switch off, keep going. You've got another half hour of... Uh, the only way I can describe it is us talking absolute rot. Um, if you want to subscribe to Patreon to basically keep us going, pays for things like software, cables, microphones, and by God, we use a lot. Um, just go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels, and uh, you can sign up on there from as little as $1 a month. And hopefully, that's the only jump cut on this week's show. Right, here it is. Welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Chris. Lee. Right, it's the summer break. I think we're about done, aren't we? Nothing Bye-bye. to talk about. See you later. Thanks for listening. Oh, hang on. Monday news. Actual Monday news. Da, da, da. Well, we kind of knew it was probably going to be inevitable at some point this season. Just didn't realise it was going to happen so soon in the summer break. It was only the other day I sent that email through to you saying that there's no way Gathy's going to see out the season in a Red Bull. It was only the other day that Christian Horner was saying... Gasly is staying in Red Bull until the end of the year. Eight days ago, I think I've seen... And he had his fingers crossed and he must have tried well, the programme. Well, no, he's, <laughs> he's still in Red Bull. He's yep. just not in the Red Bull no, car. Don't, don't forget, as we, found, as we found out a couple of weeks ago, the drivers in Red Bull and Toro Rosso aren't contracted to the team. They are contracted to Helmut Red Mark. Bull. Yeah, and, and Helmut Mark is yeah. in charge of the, of the drivers in, in Formula One. Yes, so, technically, Pierre Gasly is still a driver for Red Bull. Just which team and car they decide to put him in is something... That they've changed their minds about. Yeah, which they said they weren't going to. So we all knew it was going to happen as soon as I said that. The only thing that I got wrong was I said that I think Kvyat would go back up to Red Bull. Because, um, you know, given that uh, Gasly's issues in the main Red Bull team appear to be uh, A, that Max Verstappen is doing a sterling job in that car and B, that Gasly probably wasn't ready for the move up after one and a little bit seasons putting Albon in the car after only half a season, okay he's not the same person as Pierre Gasly, but you could encounter the same problems yeah. quite quickly um, so that's why my reasoning was I thought they would go with Kvyat, but they've gone for Albon uh, which I'm not not against the idea. Fair play to Alex Albon. He's performed really well in the first half of the season in, uh, in his debut season in Formula 1. Um, but this this is the biggest roll of the dice that Red Bull have done ever because if this doesn't work and it breaks both Albon and Gasly, they've got nobody left. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Yuri Vips and whoever they can salvage. They've literally Brendan got... Brendan Hartley. Yeah, they might have to call Brendan Hartley back. But to be now, fair, that's why they're where they are now. They've, they've already ran out of people because well, the, the, they ran the, out of people for this year. Well, the problem is Brendan Hartley was not a proper measure against Pierre Gasly for how good either of them were. 
because Brendan Hartley hadn't really driven a Formula One car in this guise before. Bloody good point that yep. I hadn't thought of. The other and th- Pierre the- Gasly was okay against Brendan Hartley. The other, th- the other issue was with Brendan Hartley. Um, when he got into the car, it was already getting engine penalties, and it's not the driver that suffers them; it's that car. And in those three last three races, twenty seventeen, twenty seventeen, he didn't actually start from the grid position that he'd qualified in. He, he had terrible luck as well. You know, he, he had some really bad luck, but fabulous hair. We fit, we fitted a new ICU. Oh, it's a baked potato. Mm. <laughs> but the. Yeah, Hartley wasn't a measure for how good Gasly is. So do you think Gasly was inflated by the fact that... No, because Gasly Gasly was inflated by Hartley, then the Toro Rosso last year was an incredible car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he got some genuinely good results. Yeah, Yeah. he got some really good results last year. But what I think is happening at Red Bull at the moment, as I said before, Gasly's probably not as bad as he's been made to look but Max Verstappen is doing an Alonso-style job yeah, in yeah, dragging yeah. that car way further up the road than it should be. I think Max is the best driver this year. So far. Yeah. Yeah, and Red Bull are the best team as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have only just got to the level of Ferrari, haven't they? I can't... I think I think they might have overtook them. I think we'll, but, we'll, but, we'll see in but Belgium. It's, it's only just now that they're at that level. Yeah, and they've won two races, and Ferrari have won none. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, it doesn't help that um, you know in shenanigan-based races you've seen uh, Pierre Gasly get lapped by Max Verstappen. No. Um, that really doesn't help. And apparently, I saw a tweet earlier on that said Alex Albon has been told that he just has to stay within uh, the Mercedes pit stop window. Yeah, or the same postcode as Max Verstappen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's basically, um, you know, Red Bull are saying, we expect Mercedes to lead the races for most of the rest of the mm-hmm. season, but if you can stay within their pit window, yeah, that will help us out. Uh, because Gasly wasn't doing that. Yeah, you see, I Red Bull kind of got this re- reputation as like a one driver or Ferrari esque team, didn't it? With when it was Weber and Sebastian Vettel, not bad for a number two. Yeah, but then Daniel Ricciardo kind of proved that complete bollocks. Yeah, by wiping the floor with Sebastian Vettel and beating him out of Red Bull, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I think Albon has all the chance in the world. You, I, I, there, there is a like we 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 moan about the meat grinder situation. But I would prefer Red Bull's attitude to how they're picking the drivers than Haas. Totally. Yeah, you know, it's it's trial by fire. But if when when it works, you get Daniel Ricciardo or you get a Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so, but and if you don't do that, you get a Grosjean. <laughs> I know what I'd prefer <laughs> to end up with. Yeah. I mean this. This whole thing smacks of preparation for 2020 anyway. Yes, absolutely. um, It was very, very unlikely, and more so with Verstappen and Gasly as the driver lineup, that they were going to challenge Ferrari for second. Mm -hmm. It's There's no way that McLaren or any of the other Formula 1.5 teams will challenge Red Bull for third in the Constructors' Championship. So that third place is nailed on. Well, they want second. Yeah, that's that's I, why I they've done it. I think second's in touching distance. Yeah, I do. If if they've caught up with or passed Ferrari now, 
and Ferrari continue to implode over the course of the season. Yeah, the thing is, after the summer break, there are two races which, at the moment, everybody's thinking, well, if Ferrari are going to win a race this year, yeah. it's the first, it's these two, Belgium and Italy, are the mm-hmm. two, you know, that they'll probably have the best chance of winning. The only, I, I, I don't think Belgium is going to work for Ferrari because they don't just need a power circuit. They need a power circuit and they need a hot power circuit. So that, to me, limits it to Monza. Yeah. Yeah, because even even dry Belgium races, you, you're not guaranteed good weather. It's still yeah. going to be overcast. That That's still the impressive thing about what Mercedes has done this year. And I think that's more more impressive than their dominating is they fucked their car, if we're perfectly honest. They've got massive cooling issues to the point where to get the car to finish hot races, they've had to cut massive holes in it, yeah. Yeah. You know, which, which is going to spoil all the aero and stuff yeah. like that. So it's almost like... The other teams haven't caught up with Mercedes. They are. Ju- they just have to run a compromised car for the rest of the year, and they're still thrashing people. Only when it's when it's when it's super hot. No, no. But even the normal, like even the normal, where we're happy with everything set up, mm-hmm. has still got like more cooling vents on it than they want. And let's not forget. I mean, I'm not really talking about Mercedes as such, but Lewis Hamilton has has apparently asked the team. Why didn't we win all of the races in the first half of the season? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, you know that's. But kind I think of... I think that backs up what I'm saying is that they haven't built a good Mercedes car this year, and they're still ahead. kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying, um, isn't it? It is. But going back to the whole Red Bull situation, this isn't. It's not Gasly's fault that he's not performed as well as. Red Bull wanted him to when Christian Horner admitted that they promoted him a year earlier than they wanted to it's fully Red Bull's fault Red Bull broke a driver by promoting him too early and putting too much pressure on him and then 12 races later going "Mm, actually no because I don't think unless Albon's terrible in the Red Bull I don't don't think Gasly will get called back up to that team now but if if Albon turns out to be a to do a good job against Max Verstappen. Gasly will just get kicked out of Toro Rosso. But doesn't that just highlight the fact that maybe Gasly wasn't cut out for like a Toro? Because let, let's take Danny Kvyat here for a second, yeah? He fucked. He was fucked by Red Bull. He went up to the main team, mm-hmm. crashed a bit, clearly shouldn't be there, dropped out of Formula 1, Well, came back into he, Formula he 1. Spent, he spent his... He had a full year and a few races in Red Bull, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He spent his full year... Not being where he should be, he was, he was Gasly in it. Yeah. Then the next year, where he had a few races, he was pretty much where he should be. He was on the podium. He, yeah. he wasn't on a par with Danny Rick, but he was. He was in the top six. Mm-hmm. But he did crash a lot. He hit Vettel twice in one corner. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he did. Didn't he do that in a couple of races as well? There was two races but, on two races on the track where he hit Vettel. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I. I think they got rid of Kvyat too quickly. Qu- too quickly, and if they'd stuck with him, he was coming together after after a year of learning the car. Maybe. And I think they've done the same with Gasly. See, I know because I mean, Danny Kvyat wasn't getting lapped by Daniel yeah. Ricciardo. No, he. Well, no, he was. He was. No, he, was, he, was he was either running top six or in the barrier. Yeah, but, but, but no, like, in in his first year, he was. Down in there was eighths and fourteenths in there if yeah. I remember right. Yeah, I I just don't think anyone getting lapped by their teammate proves they shouldn't be there. 
that that's beyond the car doesn't suit me like being like look at um russell and kubitza, kubitza. yeah the gap between Russell and Kubica isn't the same as the gap between um, Gasly and uh, and Verstappen. Max, Max Verstappen. You know, it's they they have the biggest like performance gap in teammates that I can remember since Alonso and uh, Van Dorn. No, it's huge. It's and it's not. It's not right for a team like Red Bull. They need they need two drivers, and they want if they, even if they are going to go number one and number two, which I don't really think what Red Bull doesn't want that. Red Bull wants somebody that's going to be around the pace of Max Verstappen. I don't think Alex Albon's going to be around the pace of Max Verstappen. Verstappen's t- it's taken him five years to become this mature, absolutely rounded driver, uh, and Albon's older than Verstappen, isn't he? As well? I'll argue that I think um, Albon is in his first year. Seems more mature than Verstappen was in his was. first year. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But um, the the number of tantrums that Verstappen threw in uh, that first year at Toro Rosso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Verstappen was a spectacular racer in that first absolutely. year. Oh yeah, he still is. He still is a spectacular racer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's rounded off those those, those rough edges. Uh, you know, he's 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 a lot smoother. He looks after the car a lot better. He's he's less aggressive. He um, now looks like a potential world champion and not a potential Gilles Villeneuve. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a de- you know, he's race winner. What's that? Seven races he's won now. Something in Formula One. Two in three races this this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you think there's a minor panic? For Red Bull, as far as this goes, because we still don't know what's going to go on with 2021 regulations, if they're going to happen. Claire Williams uh, had an interview, didn't she, the other day, pointing out that Ferrari can still veto the 2021 regulations if they don't like them, which is not a good sign. (laughs) Including the removal of their veto. Yeah. Um, Which they'll probably veto. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's not great, and it does look like these rules are going to get pushed back a bit further. It's more, more likely, I'd say, than... It is. We're going to get the revolutionised sport we were hoping for, but no, I mean, we talked about this last week, and it's looking more and more likely that it's going to be twenty twenty two at the earliest. At the earliest. Um, so, but with the idea of these rules looming, and it just in case it happens in twenty twenty one, whatever teams, uh, whatever drivers teams go into twenty twenty with, they're going to want to keep the same teams into twenty twenty one if there's huge rule changes. Yeah, so I think that's why this snap decision. It's not even with an eye on next year. It's an eye with the, it's an eye on next next year. Yeah, Sean Sean came up with a good theory about why the why they made this move now, and it's all to do with planning for the future. Obviously, they've got half a season's worth of data on Pierre Gasly and how he copes in the top team. Mm-hmm. They already know um, what Danny Kvyat's like in the top team. Why not take some time to find out what Albon can do for half a season? Then they can look at if if all things stay the same and Verstappen is in a Red Bull next year, mm-hmm. they can look at the data that they've got over the past few years up to the end of this season and work out who the best teammate for him throughout the season is going to be because they'll know what it's like for all three drivers that they've currently got under contract on the big team, which didn't occur to me, but I'm 
kind of kind of agree with her, and I think she's making sense with that because it's, yeah. gi- it's giving the team the full opportunity. Then they can gauge everyone. As if it turns out that the numbers that they've got that obviously nobody out, nobody outside of Milton Keynes and Helmut Marco's office is privy to that one of the drivers is so far off in comparison to the other two and Max is staying, then that driver will go out and we'll see Yuri Vips in a Toro Rosso next season. Or if they're all pretty close, it's going to come down to the smallest of small margins. Or Albon gets in the car and he keeps up with Max. Yeah, I'm just looking it, at results. D- in, which, in which case, we'll see Albon in the car I, next it, year. It does make sense, but I don't think... 2019 Danny Kvyat is the same guy who was driving the Red Bull. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That, that, was, he, that was what I was going to say. He's yeah. matured. He's relaxed. I mean, a lot, a lot of it might have to do with uh, what you've seen, in the, what you see in the simulator from them as well. Which, yeah, that's that's the stuff that we don't get to find out about. Mm. I'm just looking at the results here for 2019 of the four drivers in the Red Bull. Um, program obviously Verstappen's way out in front, but the other three, Alex Albon's actually scored the fewest amount of points with sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Kvyat's on twenty-seven, uh, and Pierre Gasly is on sixty-three points, mm-hmm. uh, and he is sixth in the championship, which isn't that bad when you consider uh, until you consider rather that uh, he's only five points ahead of Carlos Sainz. Wow. He's only five points ahead of Carlos Sainz, who's on 58, and uh, 63 points. Um, he's behind Charles Leclerc by more than double that. Jesus. So he's nowhere See, near the backs of the Ferraris, and no. yet you've got Verstappen ahead of both Ferraris. Yeah. See, I think... Um, too. Verstappen's on 181 points. He's 120-something points ahead of his... <laughs> 122 I, points ahead. I think Albon got that drive in Hockenheim regardless of what the results might have ended up, because... Danny well, Kvyat, Gasly hit Albon in Hockenheim. Yeah, no, but uh, Daniel Kvyat look, looked into his finish because yeah. of tyre strategy, whereas Albon was fucked over because he was running fourth before all the crazy tyre shenanigans. Yeah, he, it, his, his stop was at the wrong time. Well, the thing was, he was too high up to take the gamble with it. He was that high up. If they took the gamble with him, he could have won the race. If they'd have done what they, you know, if they'd have rolled the dice on his strategy as well, as it was, they didn't, and it just destroyed his race. Yeah, and then oh, Gasly had another go at it. The thing is, though, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were playing the percentage game. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're going to roll the dice with the guy that's further back. Does, yeah, it, it does. It didn't make yeah. sense to do it for him, but the drive he did up until that point was tremendous, and then to race the like the the Red Bull and overtake it as well. You know, he he just he got that drive in that race. I'm convinced of it because we we said, didn't we? Two drivers lost their drive that weekend. Yeah, um, a silver one and a red bull one. <laughs> 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 we've had um, we've had quite a lot of tweets and messages and various uh, various points on what, the subject. Whatever could they be about, Paul? <laughs> Well, I did put something out earlier saying, what are your opinions? Mm-hmm. And while we're talking about it, I'll just sort of drop drop a few in here and there. Um, Dan Peters wants to know, if Albon can only manage as well as Gasly for the rest of the season, what do Red Bull do in 2022? Get, Al- Albon will do better than or Gasly. 2020. Uh, sorry, 2020. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. I th- I but know, what I, if he doesn't? I'm, not, what I was yeah. about I'm not saying he's going to be on pace with Max. 
but I genuinely don't think he'll do. He can do worse. I don't think anyone can do worse than what Gasly's doing in that car. I think any driver on the grid would do a better job than Gasly's done. Grosjean would do a better job than Gasly. Oh God, that's bold. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do a worse job. You can't do worse than be lapped by your teammate. You, can, is, you can't do worse than be consistently off the pace of of the cars you should be racing. Roman Grosjean, hold my front wing. Are you, are you certain that Kubica would be doing a better job than Gasly? I said Formula One drivers. <laughs> <laughs> and he just needs William to give him a hand. That's all. Williams gives him a hand. <laughs> the car set up. <laughs> putting glasses on. It'll be fine. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Which is something that Williams are struggling with. Juggling? No, they're doing okay. Frisbee. Are you done? Maybe. <laughs> Taking that as a no. Etch a sketch. <laughs> can we just cut? Can we just cut him out? <laughs> I'm a colour commentator. It's not my fault. <laughs> All right, Taz, calm down. I've got another one here from um, longtime friend of the podcast and ace German Grand Prix photographer Mike McPherson. Uh, great opportunity for Alex moving up to Red Bull for the rest of 2019. I think he can hold his weight, provided he's given ample opportunity to shine. Don't want him to become another Kvyat. No, no one wants that with any driver. Don't want Gasly to become another Kvyat. But no. I just think mid-season... All right, Kvyat was moved down after five races. But mid-season, just... Just give him the rest of the year. Do you know what I mean? Like, and also give Albon the rest of the year in Toro Rosso. Yeah. Tell them that they're going to swap them at the end of the season and if you and want. Yeah, but you keep Gasly in that car. Yeah, you are. You've guaranteed yourself third position in the championship, like you said. Yeah. Take a chance. You might get second. That's millions of dollars. Yeah, it's a millions. risk worth taking, but I just, if it doesn't work, they're in the same position as they were with a different no, driver. No. No, they're not. That's the problem. If it doesn't work, they're in a lot worse position because they then have Gasly and Albon that are broken. Kvyat, which they really don't want to put in the main team. I think Gasly has been that off the pace. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops out of the program altogether next year. It could happen. I mean, Honda, Honda have got somebody that they want to plug into it. Who's 31. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's also... the. The possibility of Honda having two drivers that they'd want to plug into it because um, Matsushita appears to be appearing on the uh, on the radar again. Again, Nobuharu Matsushita. Yeah, he's uh, he's not sucking in F two, and he's got all the Honda backing. Mm. Well, he had it. Did he not lose it? <coughs> he had it, lost it, and the backing him again. Okay, that seems bizarre. Is that that's not, is that Jensen Button's teammate? Uh, the thirty one no. year old is. Yeah, is Mas- he, I think he's too old to come to Formula One. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw strange another. isn't it because Damon Hill was 32 was he when he got his drive yeah a different year though <laughs> yeah I know yeah, yeah totally yeah gonna, gonna throw gonna throw another one into the mix that might um, that's got the Honda backing mm. and doesn't have a seat in a series next year Jensen Button James Hinchcliffe oh. <laughs> this, well, this he's is not this, allowed to have a seat next year he's is he? not Where allowed he to have a seat next year because his indie team uh, is switching to Chevrolet engines because of the McLaren tie up. He's a Honda. He's, he's a Honda, Honda. He's a Honda contracted driver. Um, be good for pushing the sport in North America. Is it ridiculous to think that, like, uh, basically all the Red Bull drivers, isn't it? That's come up for, apart, uh, apart from Gasly. But if you look at Scott Speed, Brendan Hartley, no, like, but I mean recent ones. Brendan Hartley, Danny Kvyat, 
um, Albon are all drivers that were on the Red Bull program which got were dropped, dropped off the Red yeah. Bull program and then brought back onto it. Is it ridiculous to see, think that we could see a return of Dan Tictum on the Red Bull to Red Bull? And Sebastian Buemi. He did. He did do a. He did do a thingy the other day. A uh, demonstration st- in Switzerland. He is still the reserve driver for both teams. Yeah. Tell you what, sending the Formula One driver. John Eric Verne isn't out of the question. John Eric Verne won't lead Formula E. He's too good in Formula E. He's too good, and he won't. He He's won't. the only multiple champion, isn't he? In yeah. Formula E. Mm. He wouldn't leave Formula E to Where come he's in winning. and be. Either, he's already said he won't go to Toro Rosso. Mm. And because they, they wanted him, didn't they? They wanted him for this year, and he knocked them back. I think they were talking to him, weren't they? Yeah, but and um, he, I think he even said it on the grid, didn't he? On the Formula One grid, that he was happy where he was. Yeah, uh, and he's not going to come to Red Bull, and then the, or the reputation he's built up have that decimated by Max Verstappen. <laughs> talking to Scott Speed, we actually saw him, saw him win something last weekend. Yeah, Pogs, a, a scratch card. <laughs> no, no, he was he was in cars. Yeah, it was like he was like driving and everything. It was the Xbox. It, what was it? The Canadian round of the American Rallycross Championship. So there was Scott Speed and some, somebody from Finland. Um, no, they were all in the they were all in the World Rallycross Championship. Got, yeah. The uh, the American one was also having a round at the same time as the World one. So. There was a load of drivers that I'd not heard of in cars sponsored by energy drinks that I'd not heard of. Rich Energy? Big Croc. No, I haven't heard of Big Croc. No, exactly. Uh, Are they a big croc? Um, <laughs> not not as big a croc as other energy drinks that okay. aren't available. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although I did see a can of that last week with the old logo on. Yeah, I saw the photo. Yes. Mm. Um, going back to... But we had some good responses, though, didn't we, from yeah, people on yeah, their, their going, thoughts. Going back to a few of the, few of the ones we've got. I just want to say thanks to Mike for that one, and nice to hear from you. Uh, let's have a look. Frank Poe. Gasly had his shot. Al- Alban took his Toro Rosso faster than Gasly took to his car. I think Alban can fight with the rearmost Ferrari every time. That's mm. kind of what they're the, the least expecting of Alban, isn't it? To be able to, to mix with the Ferraris. Uh, take points off them, although apparently he's been told to stay within the Mercedes pit window. So, <laughs> who knows? If Ferrari is going to drop out of that gap, then Albon will be expected to be ahead of the Ferraris. In in the Mercedes pit window, but does that mean in Bottas's pit window? You would have thought, which is still going to be another fifteen seconds down the road behind Hamilton. I know. Well, I, no, I think that whole comment that comment backs up what I said last week uh, uh, after the last race. We need um, a rear gunner to help us win races. No, that. Um, uh, Gasly lost Max Verstappen that race because he wasn't in the pit. He window. wasn't being there. He wasn't there as a wingman. So man. clearly, Red Bull think Gasly lost Verstappen that race as well. Mm. Because yeah, I mean, you said you said this last week. If it had been a Red Bull one-two at the time when Hamilton made his late his second stop, yeah. There'd have been an extra car to get round, which might have held him up for enough yeah, laps for Max's tyres to. Which would make sense. It's why he's been he asked might, to stay he inside might have the Mercedes got, pit window. He might have got the extra Red Bull, but don't forget the other thing they could have done is they could have, if, if Hamilton was pitting, they could have pitted whichever the other Red Bull was as well. You know, if he was, if he happened to be ahead. So, you, so it's not like Hamilton would. have... So it wouldn't have been so easy. Yeah. But. Yeah. As it was, Hamilton charged through and just overtook Verstappen, who had dead tyres. 
Let's see what else we've got. Cammy Hutton. I feel like it would have been perfect for Kvyat to get in and Albin another season in Toro Rosso. He was not going to be in the Toro Rosso until hugely on and now a Red Bull less than a year after F2. Hope he can do it, but it just screams Red Bull promoting early again. Unless it works. That's the thing with the gamble. You don't you don't know if it's a good gamble or not until yeah. it comes in. If it works, no one says anything. If it fails, everyone points the finger. I'm well, saying I'm saying history repeats itself and Albon is worth a fiver for the win in Belgium. I think the bookies have stopped taking bets at the moment. Have they? Because it was seven hundred and fifty to one. Yeah, who, was it, uh, who was it that managed to get the uh, get the bet on in time? Seven hundred and fifty to one. Yeah, which is worth a fiver, isn't um, it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah of I course. Think it it was uh, Joel Benedict said uh, commented on Facebook that he managed to get Alban to win in Belgium at seven hundred and fifty to one before nice. Sky pulled it. I did notice that um, Alban's odds have already dropped on Betfair from five hundred to one to forty to one. Even forty to one's worth a fiver. I've told, I've, told, I've told Joel if his bet comes in, he's our he's now the official three legs four wheels betting consultant guru <laughs> slash god. <laughs> um, but yeah, either history's going to repeat itself in that he'll do as well as Max Verstappen mm-hmm. did being promoted early, or it'll repeat itself as it'll do as well as Gasly did being promoted. That's what early. I thought you were going to say. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to say that history repeats itself and he gets demoted after, or he'll do somewhere in between the two. I think that's where he'll land. Like, I think he'll just do a decent job. I think he'll do better than Gasly. I, I hope I, for his sake that he does. Yeah. It would. It would be. It wouldn't be a disaster if he didn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that sort of kind of ties in what uh, with what uh, Michael J. Keller sent us. Uh, what if Kvyat runs faster than both Albon and Gasly for the rest of the year, leading <laughs> leading to the belief that the Red Bull cars tailored to Verstappen? and undrivable by others. Could it affect top drivers' opinions of the Red Bull car being a diva? That's a good question. Less desire for drivers to come in and play wingman to Verstappen in a difficult car. I, I, don't, I don't think that happens anymore. I think, te- I think almost driver preference is second to teams just building a good car. Yeah, but if they've built it around Max Verstappen... Yeah, but I think every team builds their car around their preferred driver. That Ferrari will be built around the the preferences of Sebastian Vettel. But it's not like the designers talk to each other and go, right, what does Sebastian Vettel need? It's the fact that in the simulator, it naturally tailors itself way that way because the driver will say, oh, it's a bit loose at the front. It's a, it's a bit tight at the back. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, they don't build cars for certain people. But those, well, dr- well, those, those well, now, now they, they do need to do need to build cars that the drivers can get the best out of. Now yeah. this this is this is something that um, I saw being talked about the other week mm-hmm. on I think it was um, Keith Collentine's site, race fans. Yeah, about the w- reason that Gasly's struggling with the car is it's not loose enough at the back end for him, and that's how he prefers it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Max prefers a tight, a tight car. Yeah, tight yeah. Car. So it does. It's not suited Gasly's driving style, and he's not managed to adapt himself to the car as well as he'd hoped. But it's not. It's. Not, I don't think it's the fact that they've just gone out of the way to design the car for Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen was in the team when they were building this year's car. Gasly wasn't. Yeah. What happens if Gasly beats Albon over mm. the remaining races of the season? Do you know what I mean? Well, they, they can always swap back after. Yeah, I'd be very races. surprised. I'd be very surprised because the 
that, that, uh, the Toro shouldn't be beating the Red Bull. It's nowhere near as good a car Ga- this year. No, but Ga- both Gasly shouldn't be doing as badly as he has been doing. He's a better driver than that. Is he? He's, yes. I don't know. I I don't think he's a good Red Bull driver, but he's he's a better driver than his results this year have shown. He's maybe a better driver than the, the results show, but to me that is being like fifth or fourth behind the pack when your driver's winning the race, not where he is. Not The gap's too big just to blame on not getting, getting his head around the car. I'm not saying it's just not getting his head around the car. Yeah. I would imagine that the pressure in the Red Bull team is oh, I think, yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, especially when you've got, what, one of the top, I suppose you can say he's, he's top two now because you because I mean who else do you consider? I don't consider like um, Leclerc on Verstappen Hamilton level. Well, Leclerc and Verstappen have had a couple of good battles this year. Yeah, no, but I think see you know race after race after race yeah. over the course of a whole season, you used to consider Vettel at that sort of top tier level, but I think it's difficult to do that now, isn't it? At the moment, with broken Vettel, yes. Yeah, so you so you've got two drivers, which and are R- like Ricardo. You always elite. would have done, but he's not in the car at the moment. No, there's no, there's no point. I see. At the he's moment. the big thing for me is what he decides to do, because I I do not believe that he's not trying to work out how he can get himself out of yellow. Yeah, I I agree totally with you, I and mean, that's why I put in my predictions, as you'll see when Paul eventually does the. Uh, article when, what, what? when Lee sends his through so I've got predictions from all five of us yep I've been <laughs> a bad naughty little schoolgirl waiting for the summer news so that you can predict things that have already <laughs> happened <laughs> yeah because under McLaren I just put we know this already but the um, I, I had Ricardo going to Mercedes I don't believe Toto Wolf, when he says it's between Ocon and Bottas, they're looking. They they can't just be looking at Ocon and Bottas. They it's might be silly if they if they yeah. just look. At Ocon they might and be Bottas. looking at Ocon and Bottas as in like, oh well, you know, is it is it is consistency better for us? Do we take a chance on a younger driver, or do we get someone who we know can win races when you put him in a good car? Yeah. So you look at the drivers who you know can I, win races. When you I, put them I've in done a good car. I've done two sets of predictions. One assuming Toto's telling the truth. The other assuming that the facts change later than his interview where he said that. Well, like we discussed before the Have podcast. you got Bottas in the car where you think he's not lying? I don't think Bottas is going to be in that car. No. Do you think it's Ocon or... Uh, basically, if you look at the um, look at the Mercedes results up until Bottas was in the team, they were one, doing two, significantly one, two, better. One, two, yeah. one, two, one, two, mm-hmm. one, two, one, three. <gasps> that was a shock if they got a one, three, but now it's... Just some, that just sounds like a dull sound check. Yeah. What, it, what it has done... <laughs> Can we have some kick drum, please? <laughs> Not right now. Uh, what it has done has hammered home just how good Rosberg was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico Rosberg was a, mm. was a, was a very good Formula One driver. Yeah. Although he said some incendiary remarks about Lewis Hamilton. Well, not really incendiary. Uh, he he, he said he's getting older and not... As quick as he was when he was he racing Rosberg. Yeah. He didn't actually say it by name. He just talked about drivers who were getting older and not ah, as quick as they used yeah. to But then be. he said that Bottas has beaten Hamilton in six out of the 12 qualifying sessions so far. So maybe Lewis has lost that edge. I think that's fair. And but... one, when you start declining, there's generally speaking no way back from your natural abilities. Who's, your, who's the... 
uh, BBC guy that does all the articles. Andrew Benson. Yeah, he had a thing. I can't remember whether it was on the podcast or an article or both of them, um, where he was saying that he he was told from inside the Mercedes uh, team that Hamilton had decided to set try and set his car up for the race. Where and he's he's lost qualifying time because he's racing because he yeah. wants his race car right. Yeah. Whereas Bottas, he wants to out qualify Hamilton because he knows that's the only way he's got of beating him is to get in front of him, and that made a lot of sense. To yeah, me. yeah. Because Bottas is not going to chase down Lewis Hamilton and overtake in a race. Him. Yeah, you would have you would think not. I but generally. doing that might lose him his seat because. I, I so think they should be getting the one twos. They've got the car for it. But I think he knows he. I think to keep his seat, he had to be. He had to challenge for a championship. I am desperately hoping Mercedes don't make the announcement tomorrow morning, and this, and I have to do a jump cut, and this is all moot. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So there'll be a picture of a contract tomorrow morning that Mercedes, because Mercedes are the kings of anticipation. Yeah. Hashtag announce. I don't. No, not again. <laughs> so I don't think they'll do it if it's not Bottas or Ocon. Is it Verstappen? No. I think there's a chance it's Verstappen. I think it's Daniel Ricciardo. I think that's... It's not a bad shout. I think there's also a chance Daniel Ricciardo might replace Seb. Uh, yeah, but I think I think it's Daniel Ricciardo. Um, I, I think Ricciardo would go anywhere. Do you think it's Vettel and Mercedes? Vettel and Hamilton in the same no, team? No, I think Vettel is going to replace Verstappen. If Verstappen goes. When Verstappen goes. I and agree. then Ricciardo's going to replace Vettel. Yeah. That's bold. Mercedes is the, is the odd one for me. It just, does Alonso fit into any of this? No. Not in no. Not in my predictions. Um, I, I think if there's any chance of Alonso getting that Ferrari drive. Again, though, if Vettel goes, who goes to Ferrari? Ricciardo. But what about Mercedes? They've got Verstappen. That kind of leads us to a tweet from um, Sean Kaczewski, who says, Albert moving up only makes sense if Seb's going to be in the Red Bull next year. That's my silly season gut feeling. Otherwise, you'd think they would have learnt the lessons in moving drivers up too soon by now. Well, you would think. Yeah, but, but they, they keep doing it, don't they? So and I, I don't think they're looking for normal Formula 1 drivers. I think they're looking for exceptional Formula 1 drivers, and that means they're going to have to burn through a few. But but they've they've run out of normal Formula 1 drivers who might be exceptional. And they don't mm-hmm. have a so, queue either. Yeah, do, you remember so, the, do you remember Mark Webber's Christmas card? The Webber Christmas card where it was uh, the Christmas card was a seat warmer. He was getting a seat warmer from Red Bull and looking in through his window were drivers with the helmet and, and, and a whole load of names uh, of, of drivers who were queued up in the Red Bull program waiting to take a yeah. Red Bull seat. Mm. They don't have that anymore. They've, they they've don't have Antonio Felix da Costa waiting. They don't have um, you know, Daniel Ricciardo. They don't have Kvyat. They don't have the, Verne. The Toro Rossos this year were both outside of the Red Bull program when they were brought into Toro Rosso. Does, does Alonso get a Red Bull drive? No, I don't think so. No, because it's Honda. I Honda would no, yeah, nowhere Honda, Honda would near him. not have him anywhere near the car. Oh, I know that. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's in GP2. Maybe. Which is now F2 these days, so he'd be driving an old GP2 car rammed on his own. Saying that, no. Do you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think Honda would even allow him to buy a no, Civic, would I don't even. <laughs> I don't, I don't ha- care about the Honda connection. He went back to McLaren. If he, if Fernando Alonso goes back to McLaren after blackmailing the whole organization, 
anything's on. He buys Ferrari. He buys Ferrari and becomes Sachs a Lonzo F one. Sachs Leclerc instead of instead of a black horse, it's just like the black silhouette of Alonso doing the horse pose. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're supposed to be doing silly season. Stupid, <laughs> stupid yes. season was last week. <laughs> I don't see Alonso on the grid next year in Formula One. No, I don't. I don't Possibly so. in Indy, but I not do, in Formula One. I think it's it's such a crying shame though, because I do think he's still one of the best drivers in the world. But it's, it says a lot for the for the Red Bull program. When the drivers that are being considered or that we're talking about looking at possibly driving a Red Bull Toro Rosso car next year are all coming from the engine supplier. Because, you know, we mentioned three potential drivers and they're all on Honda programs. Yeah. And yeah, Red Bull at the moment have no one and they are going to have to go outside their young driver pool, which at the moment contains i think only contains one driver that's old enough to be fair though we like, we talk about this as if it's like a really really bad thing for red bull to have to do but it's just what every other formula 1 team does every other formula 1 team has a young driver program i know it's it's odd for red bull cuz this has been their philosophy but they've they've hired outside the group anyway because max is there yeah okay yes, but, but the difference is Red Bull traditionally had a huge pool of drivers yep. and burned through them trying to see which ones were exceptional. Mm-hmm. Now they don't, but they're still burning through them. The no, that's what I mean. So if they have to get another driver that isn't part of the program, take your indie guy. You know, if he comes into Formula One, he's not like a Red Bull driver. He's a Red Bull driver now. Mm. You know, it's so it. it but they they already brought. Two who were outside of the program. They dropped Alvin. They dropped yep. Kvyat. Oh no, no. But I like. It, I don't. I don't think it matters because they're not going to run out of drivers to plug into the cars because they're Red Bull and they've built the second best car on the grid this year. But they'll have to. I think they'll have to look at getting driver in drivers in from outside. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's what no, I'm trying no, to say. Because no, if you look at what it's just happened. not the way that they say that they operate yeah. and they're now going to have to now going to have to massive rethink. So if you look at what happened with Mercedes, Mercedes were kind of forced into uh Bottas uh, into signing up Bottas because mm-hmm. Rosberg announced he was retiring and not returning in 2017. And Mercedes were caught a bit short because the driver market was pretty much sewn up by that point. They didn't want to put Verline in the car because they didn't feel he was ready. Uh, turns out he might not have been good enough. Um, but they, they they weren't quite sure where to turn. So they went to Bottas cause, and gave Williams, let's not forget, they gave Williams a lot of money to buy yep. Bottas out of his contract. Bought Bottas out of the contract, Bottas signed for Mercedes. Um and Bottas has been good for Mercedes. He's won races. He's not been great, I would say. You know, two Mercedes drivers you want fighting for the world championship, really, mm-hmm. don't you? Ideally, in Toto's world, this you is, want them finishing one two. You this want is Hamilton, the problem, though, isn't you want it? Hamilton, Rosberg, don't you? Pushing each other for the championship. Yeah. Everyone else is miles down the road behind them. Yeah. So I don't think it's out of the question for Mercedes. You know, we always, oh, it's got to be Ocon or George Russell or no. I don't think it has to be. No, it I has don't. to be a guy who wins races. Yeah. It has to be somebody who, could, who... I think Bottas has lost his seat, and I think, much like Vettel's championship last year, I think it ended in Germany. When yeah. Bottas hit the barriers, that was it. Toto thumping, thumping the desk was... Is not, I don't want to say his heart broke, but like he, he, that, he knew, as soon as he thumped that desk, then, I've got to get rid of him. Yeah. It's got to go. I think you're right. 
Yeah. I, I don't even I, I don't think it helped either who he was chasing. The fact that he was chasing struggling. No, he was chasing a stroll when he crashed in Germany. Was he? Yeah. Was he not ahead of Stroll? No, he no, he was trying to get onto the podium, wasn't he? Bottas. Yeah. He was behind Stroll, he was chasing Stroll down. I think I thought he was no, it was after Stroll had pit. You remember that crazy, time, crazy time that Stroll led a fucking race. Techn- techni- <laughs> technically, never classified as a leader because he didn't lead over the line. No, but he was. <laughs> but when my, did I tell you that, Dan? Are you away? When my sky met, went messed up. Like no. it, it only messed oh, up oh, yeah, for like yeah, ten yeah. seconds, and I turned the TV back on, and Stroll's leading the race. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> This isn't like a problem with Sky. This is a problem with the universe. Yeah, I have leapt into an alternate dimension. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's not forget, Hamilton did make the same mistake at the same race. Didn't end up in the barriers. Yep. He ended up at the barriers in the other end of the circuit, but um, didn't end up in the barriers quite so violently as Bottas. But yeah. Um, I think that it had Bottas stayed on the on tarmac and you know not made that mistake. But Bottas proved that he couldn't be the driver when your lead driver has a bad weekend. Well, when you can't rely on him. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's what you need to, to do, especially mm-hmm. as Mercedes. When you when, when one driver has a bad weekend, the other one wins the race. Rusburg. And of course, it wasn't only Germany. No. No. Well, he was told he had two races to save his Formula One career. And, and all the races before to those to save his Mercedes well. career. Let's 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 be fair. I don't think yeah. he's done in Formula One. No, 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 no. It, it, I think it, he's going back to Williams. I think mm. he's going to Renault. I think I I think he would leave Formula One before going back to Williams. I think both drivers in the Renault next year are going to be ex Mercedes drivers. Verline and no. Ocon and Bottas. Ocon and Bottas. I think they'll be teammates at Renault next maybe, year. Maybe, maybe. See, I think Ocon is. A massive unknown for Mercedes, and I, I think I'd keep Bottas, right, and try and get Ocon a seat in Williams or something like that, because he's had a year out, and regardless of what you're doing on uh, the simulator, he's had a year out of racing. Anything is Ocon going to be able to push Lewis Hamilton? No, like he might Rosberg did to him. That was what he was really good at. Yeah. Is is Ocon going to be able to push Hamilton like Rosberg did? No. Can Verstappen do that? Yes. Can Ricardo do that? Yes. Yeah. In equal machinery, I believe that the you know there are drivers who could push Lewis Hamilton. I think given a little bit of time, maybe another year, I think George Russell might be in a good position to get into that Mercedes. That's the only reason I can see them picking Esteban Ocon. Is it given Ocon? Given one year. All right, give Ocon one year, and if he's great, we'll keep him. If he's shit, we'll put George in the car. Right, but here's the thing: right, you talk about but that's, that's gambling on one year and possibly throwing the whole year away. Yeah, but you take um, the Gasly situation or the Albon one, promoting them too early to the big team, and it all going wrong. Well, we've got a nice mid-grid car in a Toro Rosso. It's where Toro Rosso usually sit is a good place for a new driver to be in, yeah? Yeah. So is it not, for Mercedes, just as risky as it is for Toro Rosso to promote somebody to leave George Russell in Williams? 
Is it more... Williams are improving. That's the difference. They are improving, but if they fuck their next car as well... Yeah. And he spends another year not being able to fight anybody at the back of the grid, apart from he might have a slightly better Canadian teammate. Mm. Um, That's why I think Bottas will end up in the Williams. You think? To to help Russell, yeah. And And to give them a benchmark for Russell. And I think... Mm. Sergio Perez. I think yeah. Perez will end up at Williams. I don't think Perez is going to leave. I don't know. I, I think Perez will still be in Force India. Racing, Just, racing point. Yeah, that one. The pink ones. Yeah, Pink Panther. It look. It looks like Perez is about to sign for next year. Um, that was that was sort of being rumored Thursday, Friday last week that he's on the verge of getting the deal done for another year with. Uh, with the, we'll just call them the Silverstone team. Thing I, is, we're two we're two weeks away, aren't we, from Belgium? Yeah. Still two, three? Full, well, three weeks, two weekends away from yeah. Belgium. But by the time the Belgian Grand Prix rolls around, we usually know a few driver moves. Yeah, there's usually uh, a few announced that weekend isn't yeah. there as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so the whole the whole Gasly, um, Al, a whole Gasly Albon switch doesn't change anything because that's a straight swap. Mm. What'll have to happen will be Hulkenberg announcing he's off to Haas. And then and then Renault were looking for a driver. And then Renault announced that they signed, I don't know, uh, I think I put Ocon. Yeah, Ocon yeah. in that seat. And then it was like, right, okay, so so Ocon's gone there. So who's so is Bottas staying at Mercedes? Then it's announced that Bottas isn't staying at Mercedes. Mm. You know, it's like a domino effect. When one driver moves, yeah. then the rest of them start filling in. Because, 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 because last year it was the whole, uh, the whole Ricardo thing. Yeah, Ricardo caught surprise, everyone by surprise. Surprise signing for Renault, and then all of a sudden, every, everything's changed. Well, I was going to say just before, um, when we were talking about the Red Bull running out of drivers, that we shouldn't forget that, is that uh, Ricardo kind of screwed the whole Red Bull, Bull program up. Because when you've got, Gaz, uh, when you've got Verstappen and uh, Ricardo. You, if both of those are happy being in your team, you can do the next ten years with two drivers that that age. Ricardo wasn't happy because no, he no, thought, he, yeah, oh no, he wasn't happy. But he well, thought he'd been there longer, and he thought that the team were favouring Max. Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think the team thought he'd jump. Yeah, I think the team thought they would they would sign the extension with him. It would probably be two years. Well, look, every everything was being prepared for him to sign yeah. the extension because said this before, but this video series that started of Danny Rick's World Tour and he was driving the Red Bull car in various cities. Yeah. And you could tell the the last episode of it was him turning up at the factory and signing his 2019 contract. Yeah. And it got pulled after one episode. Mm. You know, they, they had a whole five or six, five or six different videos yeah. ready to go. But this is why they're burning through drivers at the moment over the last couple of years is because they just didn't expect to have to do it. They thought they had two top-line drivers for their main team. Now they've got one top-line driver, and they're trying to find another one. Yeah. So so that that's why... The, I, I, Gasly might be a perfectly good Formula 1 driver under all this. Uh, is he going to ever challenge Max Verstappen? No. No. Not... No. Uh, so you, you can't put Daniel Kvyat in that car. He's not going to challenge Max Verstappen. I did see a funny tweet that was uh, Ferrari have just announced their development driver for 2020, and it was a picture of Pierre Gasly in a Ferrari <laughs> suit. <laughs> um, tweet here from uh, Davin Sturdivant. Um, if anything, it shows that they were wrong about um, missing Sainz when they had a chance. 
Sainz has gone to McLaren after his... Again, he had an indifferent year, didn't he, at Renault? Let's be honest, his year at Renault. Well, he was on loan it was from on, Red Bull. He was on loan from yeah, Red Bull. And when, when they plumped for Gasly over Sainz, and Sainz just cut all ties with, with, with Red Bull and decided, that's it, I'm off to McLaren. At the time, I thought it was an odd move, but it's worked out so well for Carlos Sainz. We didn't know that this year's McLaren was going to not suck as much as it isn't sucking. Yeah, and but I get the impression he didn't that know him that. and Verstappen didn't get on well as teammates. Yeah, so I was there, there was plenty of arguments when they were both together in Toro Rosso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but well, yeah, even, because they could um, race each other. But the but the that's that's a move that's worked out that seemed bizarre last year. The, the 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 driver move like what what a strange move science has gone to McLaren, but it's worked out so well for him. Yeah, I think we, I think we even sort of blindly speculated at the time as Alonso taken over his management. Yeah, well he I mean let's think um, science wanted to go to Renault didn't he? He wanted to stay at Renault. Sorry, he wanted to stay at Renault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and again it was only after the Danny Rick Danny move. Ricardo yeah. So it did work out well for him, but let's not forget even Lando said in that uh, article about. Carlos Sainz, and he was asked, like, oh, is it nice being in a team with someone you seem to get on with? And uh, Carlos seems like a really easy-going person. And he said something along the lines of, well, I could see why it could... I could see why it be, could become difficult, but it's quite lucky that I'm a really easy-going person. Which yeah. it, it's kind of suggested that maybe Carlos is a bit fiery behind the scenes. It looks like Sainz and Verstappen have kind of made up off track now because. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, Lee was saying before about them shaking yeah. hands, but yeah. Well, no, that um, he's um, joined the uh, joined the big eye racing thread with uh, Lando and Max. Oh, has he? Yeah, they fan- they finally got him playing, even though he's a complete rookie. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> have a go at this eye racing lark sometime. It's really hard. I've got I've got a spare computer I can plug into the telly now so I can try it. Mm, it's really hard. <laughs> How did you do? Uh, I no I I didn't race in it. I just I just had a go of it. There's nothing nothing crazy. I haven't got half of the time to do all this. He's what was like sim race and stuff. Between being a podcast master and now an athlete, it's uh, it's really <laughs> difficult. How many miles have you swum this week? Uh, this is m- more Patreon material, but from oops. I, Sunday's my day off. So this, this this about a mile and a bit I did today. Very good. So yeah. If you want to hear more stuff then like this, then mm-hmm. um go uh patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. This yeah. week's episode is free. Yep. Normally you've got to subscribe from one dollar a month. But if it, you're unsure about what you were getting for one dollar a month, go and listen for free. And go then and have you'll a find listen out. free to this week's. YouTube, Come on, it's twenty five cents a week. Weekly updates on hashtag shrink shunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might join you with that as well. <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I was, planning on, I was planning on doing hashtag fit for 50. It's now going to be sleek for 60. Mm. So it gives me another 10 years or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a look. Let's find, uh, find another tweet. What have we, what have we got here? Um, I don't know. You have access to the tweets. Yes, I know. I'm filling, I'm filling <laughs> for time while I'm scrolling, but I've got e-liquid on my finger, so I'm not scrolling as quick as possible. Uh, let's see. What's is this? Is this one readable? Uh, Buster Dugs just goes to show: never trust Marco. The man, the man said Gasly was safe maybe a dozen times. Nothing is true in Formula One until it's officially denied. He never said he was safe. He said he Christian was, Horner said he was safe, but it's and, not Horner's decision. And even then, he said they, he said something along the lines of, "He's safe for the next two races." 
Yeah, it wasn't. It, there was different yeah. messages coming yeah. out of Marco and Horner, wasn't there? Because mm. Christian Horner in Hungary, we see Pierre in the seat until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Helmut Marco, not so fast. Yeah. But Which, but ironically, I, Gasly hasn't been. But I don't think Helmut Marco said anything to suggest they were about to swap him. I, no, I no. He suggested he wouldn't that do. he was under pressure. Yeah. And that I means think they both made it clear he was under pressure to perform. And that means they're about to swap you. I mean, Helmut Marco has been um, the angry man around uh, in and around Formula One since his accident, hasn't he? Let's yeah. be honest. Mm. Since that how, rock um, went through his helmet and into his eye, and he lost his sight. Massa. No. Oh, <laughs> Helmut Marco. <laughs> That's what happened to him. Is it really? I've yeah. n- I've no idea. He was running fifth, I think, in a, in, a, in a Grand Prix. No, it was a rally. Was it a rally? Was yeah. it? Some somebody went off the off the circuit and kicked a rock up, and it went straight through his helmet and into his eye. Um, and that's how he lost his eye. Uh, ever since then, he's been a very angry man. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. I just he, thought he was dead ugly. No, just a prop. He's a proper racer, Helmut Marco. Mm. He knows how to race or knew how to race. And Crazy. sold Christian Horner his first trailer. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that, Christian... was, that, was, that was on his episode of Beyond the Grid because he was, he was looking for a trailer for his car when mm. he was racing in. Uh, yeah, I remember now. F three, European, mm. European or British F three. Yeah, and um, the only person who uh, who had one for sale that was suitable was, in his words, this one-eyed doctor in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, yeah. Dr. Helmut Marco. Uh, let's have a look. Another tweet from Rick the Ref. Hi, Rick. He's a wrestling ref. I know. Um, <laughs> I can understand the decision, but can't help but feel it, would be, it won't be much better. Although you Alex screwed will, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Although Alex will probably be in a simulator between now and Belgium. I don't know if he's allowed to be. I think everything has to shut down. No, yeah, factories are shut down. That's why you've got... Um, Obviously, admin staff and uh, people doing all the the contract work and agents are still working, mm-hmm. but the uh, the drivers and anybody who works in the factory, you know, like on the cars and in the factories, all have to mandatory shutdown for two weeks. So um, Alex is just going on a sponsorship visit to iRacing. Yeah, mm. it's it, he'll have a really good sim at home, won't he? Either that, or he'll be nipping nipping round to Landos because they're mates mm. with. Um, like five hard drives full of data, and can I just borrow one of your spare sims? Well, it's, I don't, I don't know what the what the teams use now, but I remember up until what was it five years ago, something like that. Um, are, you know, have you heard of the racing game R Factor? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, it was like the big, it was the big sim before iRacing became a big thing. I there's, there's now a specialised company that actually does it all. Yeah, but R Factor had R Factor, and then they had a crazy version of R Factor, which is what the teams used mm. to to do that. So maybe I don't know if they've spun that off off into a separate company or something. Uh, it, like it, that. Could, it could be, but that's what all the teams were using was this crazy version of R Factor. So it, I mean, it look it looks like from the responses that we've got today, it's kind of some think it's <coughs> pardon me, some think it's a good idea, some think it's a bad idea. Just quick straw poll around the table. What do we think, good or bad? I do. It's not a bad idea. I, do, I don't think it can be because they can't lose. The only person that can lose out of this is Gasly and Albon. Red Bull won't lose anything. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It it's potentially bad for the drivers, mm-hmm. but the teams. I don't, or the team, I don't think is 
particularly thinking about them in this situation. I think long term it's a good move. I think Albon has the, although a mammoth task, he's got the greatest um, opportunity probably that can be given to you in Formula One. He's going to get given a car with a really good chassis that seems to work really well. His teammate is going to be the on-form driver in Formula One. Yeah. So if he does well against him, he's going to look like a million dollars dusted in gold. So he always hit the opportunities there. I think uh, Floyd Mayweather calls that breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> but I think he's uh, he's got the opportunity to go from being a mid-grid driver to being looked at as one of the top drivers in Formula One. He just needs overnight. To, he can be an overnight success. He just needs to not be crashy. Not be crashy, and he needs to be half a second a lap off Max Verstappen. Yeah. I mean, don't easy. For, don't don't forget this. This move has worked for Red Bull before mm. with Verstappen's first race. Yeah. Managed to get the car to the front. Thanks, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Held off a faster car because Kimi was faster than him that yeah. race. Held him off perfectly. Got a win. Showed that it worked. He's not been perfect since then. Nope. But um, he's now at the top. He's now at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. I would say. And I'm not even remotely suggesting that Albon's going to do something similar. But if Albon gets his car into the top four in Belgium, yeah, podium or a podium, or it, yeah, overnight megastar, yeah. Also, again, we don't know how good Verstappen's doing because. That car could be just behind the Mercedes. The car might be as good as Verstappen's doing with it. Maybe I, th- I think he's dragging it down the road a bit. Maybe, and you're pro- you're probably right. Yeah, he's probably doing an Alonso with it, but we don't know because of how bad Gasly's doing in it. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the yeah. beginning of the opening of the podcast. That you know, it's a combination of those two things. Gasly's been made to look a little bit worse because he's struggling a bit, but Verstappen is way down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that that will always make you look worse when your teammate is just is doing hundred and ten percent. Yes. And and you know, and you're not quite there. Mm. You know, that I, Alon- I Alonso think, Van Dorn, as you said earlier. But I think that car is closer even if uh, Verstappen is pushing it a little bit further down the road, the car is closer to Verstappen than it is to Gasly. Yeah. So, And Red Bull do have a realistic chance of being second in the championship. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the way Ferrari be in the first half of the year, it will be a disappointment if they don't end up second in the championship. Now, this all, de- this all depends on how Albon performs. Yeah, but, I mean, it's even... Um, if he can just be good, I think they'll do that. And I think now it looks like we're probably going to see a McLaren driver sixth in the drivers' championship. I think so. Carlos is looking good for it, isn't he? As yeah. I said before, he's only five points yeah. behind Gasly, but Raikkonen's not that far behind either. No. So, you know, Kimi Raikkonen in the Alpha doing a doing, he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. <laughs> yeah. Just picking up points where he needs to. Is there a chance that he ends up back in a Ferrari? Yeah. Like I've said Yeah, totally before. there is. Yeah. If, if Seb I'd retires... You no, know, if Seb goes... If Seb will have to retire for, for Kimi to, to go back. But that's the only... Because Kimi's only got one year left on his Alpha contract. He's probably not going to 
renew that probably will retire at the end of mm-hmm. it's Kimmy yeah. you can't tell he might replace himself again he might replace himself again <laughs> did you read the interview with him about um, that apparently Alpha tried to have a go at him for like things he does outside of Formula 1 no and he said he'd not read his contract yeah he said they, they, <laughs> they said they said I don't, I don't know I haven't read the contract and they said yeah but is it not important like if they ask you to not do things he said no I've told them if they tell me not to do something I'll go home <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy doing Kimmy things. Oh, it's, do you know what? Formula One is going to be a poorer place when Kimmy when, retires. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is, yeah. I wasn't sure about him returning when the news was like, Raikkonen's returning. I remember having a conversation with our friend Martin Rigby yeah. about this. And he, he he said, no, no, we definitely need Kimmy Raikkonen in Formula One. I was like, do we though? Do we really? And to, yeah, we, we totally yeah, do. We did. Yeah, we absolutely. Did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was not, not afraid to admit I was totally wrong with that. <laughs> It's not. It's not as bad because they were pre-podcast days. So, yeah, yeah, they were pre-podcast. You weren't, you weren't, as, you weren't as publicly wrong. No, but there's nothing wrong with being publicly wrong, so long as you can hold your hands up and say, "Wow, I got that wrong." Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, McLaren. God, I've not used that one for a while. Full-time indie entry in 2020. Yep. Um, Featuring potential Marcus Ericsson. That's the thing because the team that they're partnering with, Arrow Schmidt Peterson is currently the home of Marcus Ericsson in one of their two cars with um, James Hinchcliffe, a.k.a. the mayor of Hinchtown, mm. in the other. Or but who won't be there. Who won't be there next year. So we know there's at least one seat going. Um, is it confirmed that Hinch won't be in the car? It's He's Honda. He's Honda. It's pretty. See, his statement was something like, I really look forward to driving with McLaren. This is really exciting. And I'm sure we'll be able to work something out with Honda. It just depends on whether Honda will allow him to work something yeah. out with them or not, because Honda and McLaren, Honda and McLaren will never get on again. Um, they will, but not for another thirty years. <laughs> I, I think the Honda Indy thing will be a different entity, and if anything, it would probably be a good PR move for Honda. To put to put some of those things to de- to bed, but um, that'll, the, be a, that'll be a long search. The, the other thing is, of course, there's only two engine suppliers in Indy, mm-hmm. and with McLaren uh, with the McLaren entry using Chevrolets, mm-hmm. are Honda going to let one of their most popular drivers go to a team powered by their only competitor? It depends what his contract is, doesn't it? Apparently, watertight. Yeah, Has he even read it. <laughs> He's Canadian. He probably read it and apologised. <laughs> Aren't contracts only as good as your lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> so, do we reckon we'll uh, we'll see Alonso full time? Bearing in bearing in mind, um, what usually happen, what happens in Indy is there can be extra entries for the Indy Five Hundred, mm-hmm. which is why you get some teams running four and five cars. So they've got the option of running an extra car in the 500 next year, which they could put Alonso back into. It's it's possible, but I think it's a little bit desperate ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend thing, isn't it? Look at me. I've changed so much. I'm fully willing to commit myself 100% to this. Please come back. Do you know what I mean? I think we could see Alonso in Indy full time. I think we could. We'll see him in the McLaren. I don't think he's got any interest in a full season of Indy. I think he wants to win the 500. And I think doing a full season of Indy is the best way to do that. I think that was a desperation move because he thought he wanted something to solidify his legacy 
outside of Formula One. And if anything, I think his time in WEC has probably just proven to him that what he'd rather do is be in a team where he can win races and championships. And I'm sure he could try and do that in IndyCar. But Alonso's not getting any younger and everything else in motorsport or in car racing is safer than IndyCar. Yeah, but IndyCar drivers can go until they're into their mid-40s, late-40s. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? no, I know, I realise that. But I'm, ju- no, I'm just saying, though, there's there's a different mentality of IndyCar driver. NASCAR they're, drivers can go into their 50s. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, yeah, but we're talking about professional motorsports. Um, <laughs> I think Alonso would be quite good at NASCAR, if I'm perfectly honest. I think IndyCar drivers have a me- mentality that's closer to a motor Grand Prix rider than a Formula One driver. Um, I think there's a a guts or glory attitude to them that you kind of, I think you almost have to get that if you're in that system. I think... Uh, Talk, talking of which, anyone see Dabitzioso's sort of pass on Marquez on the, la- the last amazing. corner of the last lap? The last, no, I didn't the, see The that. last five or six laps of that race were crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Although Marquez throwing shade by saying uh, in six months nobody will remember that pass anyway. It's true, it's true. <laughs> Did you hear what Crutchlow said about Marquez? Um, oh, sorry, I ran into him again. Nope. It's, he, <laughs> he said that Marquez is such a ga- talent gap over the rest of the MotoGP field. It's like throwing a hoogalum a into a monastery. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to Alonso, as usually happens. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do a full season. I, I wonder if we'll see him do. We'll we'll, we'll see him race the Indy Five Hundred. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in a McLaren, like Dan says, I don't know. I, I know who McLaren's entries are going to be next year. I don't. I'm just speculating. Go on, Fernando Alonso and Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, on is the, the crashing, ready? on the crashiness scale, he's not, he's up there for Indy. He's, he's he's ready. Well, on on the crashiness scale, Autosport seemed to think that Felipe Nasser's in with a chance. Was Nasser crashy? He was a bit crashy. He, he wasn't, wasn't Maldonado crashy. No, he, he got crashed into by Ericsson a lot. Yeah. That means we could see the Nasser and Ericsson team get resurrected. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they were great at fighting over 17th. <laughs> I, I think a lot Don't forget in IndyCar, that's still 25 points. Yeah. <laughs> I think Alonso will be far too busy. Even if it doesn't happen, he will be far too busy with his manager trying to get him a seat in Formula One than he he will be to try and mess around with IndyCar. He'll be that focused on trying to snaffle any of the seats, especially if, if we're looking down the road and thinking that there might be a seat free in Red Bull, Ferrari or Mercedes. He's going to be that busy trying to make sure that his ass lands in one of those that he's he's going to be too busy. All to, right, here's, here's to one do for that. you. Albon turns out to be thoroughly average in the in the Red Bull. Yep. Alonso goes to Helmut Marco and says, "I'll take the other seat." Do you put Alonso and Verstappen in the same team? I I put Alonso in. Um, I put Alonso in Red Bull if if Max Verstappen leaves and Sebastian Vettel doesn't go there. To be perfectly honest, I put Alonso in that seat over Sebastian Vettel. You lose Max Verstappen, and you've got to plug. Yeah, but someone. I'm saying if Max Verstappen say staying, mm-hmm. I, I think both Verstappen and Alonso would be quite happy with Verstappen racing against Alonso in the same team. I think so. 
because they both think they proved that yeah. they were better than the other one. It would either be death or glory. I don't yeah. think it'd be. I don't think it would be death. I think it would be. They're both good Just racing drivers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but but they're but they're both good racing drivers. So I also think Alonso, if he came back to Formula One, would have to be a politically easier character. Oh yeah, Alonso's yeah. not going to drive a car in Formula One with the Honda engine. I don't. He went back to the team that he blackmailed with Ron Dennis there. Ron Dennis. <laughs> Who didn't stick around for much longer, though. No. But no, do you know what I mean? I, anything can happen. Like, we 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 talk about, oh, well, uh, Marco said that. Like, uh, Gasly was safe, or Christian Horner said Gasly was safe. I'll st- I'd still leave it a few years before Alonso's safe to drive a Honda, by which time he'll be too old. But Vettel, Vettel was going to stay at Red Bull. Alonso was going to end his career with Ferrari. You know, Alonso... He pretty much did. But did he just yeah. hung around for a few years after. But it's every every definite... This is definitely the thing that's going to happen. It's always something else <laughs> that actually happens. So I, I don't think... I, if With Alonso going back to McLaren, all bets are off, as far as I'm concerned, of where people can go. I, I don't see Alonso back in Formula 1. I, no, I think I, we should I, stop talking. I about think him. you're probably right. So next, you're probably next year's right. Mercedes lineup is Hamilton and Ricardo Rossit. Mm. <laughs> the only thing I would say about him just before we move on is he's very quiet at the minute. Good. No, no, but I think if he, if <laughs> I miss Alonso, yeah, but he's not coming back yet. No, no, but I think if he was, if he was trying to get a seat, or there was there was less chance, I think he'd be more vocal than he is. I think him being quiet. Tells me that there's there's an op- there's opportunities there. Well, maybe there's a hat expo on. Maybe there's a hat expo on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hatcom. <laughs> What's next in the news? Um, I total shunt. I really think that's it. I think it's time to shunt it. That sounds good. Um, just before we go into this, um, all the best to Martin Donnelly, who what's is... he doing now? Recovering. Oh um, no, he's not had another one of his accidents. Well, he got hit by uh, he got hit by a car when he was doing a charity moped ride, and he's now been told he might not be able to keep his leg. The one that he badly injured in Hareth in nineteen ninety in the May. Oh. It's because um, an infection set in and things got nasty, and he's now got another four months possibly in hospital. Good lord, get so, well soon, Martin Donnelly. Uh, the, uh, if you're not, if you're not aware of who Martin Donnelly is, he was an Irish Formula One. Well, still is an Irish uh, Formula One driver. Um, but he, um, one of the biggest accidents we've never seen because the cameras didn't properly catch it. It was in it was in practice, and that wasn't filmed too much back then. If you but watch the, the aftermath, if you watch the Senna movie, yeah, the crash that he was in it actually launched him out of the car, and he was lying. In the middle of the circuit, still in his seat. Oh, was yeah. that him? Was it? I've, yeah. s- I've seen that crash. I didn't know who it was. I've yeah. seen the pictures. There's a guy know. lying in the middle of the circuit, not breathing. That's wow. Martin Donnelly. Yeah, that's not where you want to be. Yeah. No, come back, come back from that, all. and he's in a bad state at it's the like moment. You there is... should be in a car, lad. Yeah, he's got yeah. a book out as well. So, um, you know, talking about the the accident and how you know his recovery from the accident, and would he? He was told he would never walk again, and then was walking again, and then. You know, he was told he'd never race again. Eventually, he did race again, albeit at lower levels to, you know, never reach the top level again. But 
Yeah, still a remarkable recovery from uh, from a man, and uh, I'm sure he can do it again. So yeah. get he's, well he's soon. He's in a bad way at the moment, but uh, yeah, get well soon. Yeah. Shunt time. Are we ready? Who's it yep. from? Uh, this one was sent in by Voice of the Drunk People. I haven't got your name. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. No, no. It's Cody Piscali. Piscatelli. Yeah. The, uh, he wrote it phonetically for me as well. And I still <laughs> fucked it. I think, we've had, I think we've had one from Cody before, and if I remember right, it was quite a good one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Rack rag your memory just in case it's the same one. No, I think, I think I'm pretty good on this one. Let's go. Right, so it's not Murray Walker. <laughs> I was born. Good start. In 2011. Okay. Right. Probably not a driver. Unless they're already on the Red Bull program. <laughs> or a driver <laughs> for them. <laughs> Uh, I'm of French descent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am white, but partly black. I feel that that might be leading me somewhere, and I'm not biting. I'd like a guess. Don't jump in all at once. I'll try not to. <laughs> DRS. How is that white but partly black? Um, maybe the first team to use it had a black upper edge on the rear wing and a white lower edge. Seems like reaching a bit, but yeah, it does. doesn't have any better answers. <laughs> yeah, go on then, DRS. I like to get dirty. <laughs> okay. Was that a clue or just... <laughs> it was just a slip up. Uh, I have a yellow star. Right. Okay. I was part of last year's winning team in the only event in uh, in which racers from all around the world in my sport compete. Modern day race of champions. Could be. What's the... Um... No, it was going before 2011 because I remember... Yeah, well, but what's yeah. the... Um, there is a car that they had designed just for them. The one with the incredibly spring, springy suspension. No idea. I think I think it might even be called the Rocket or something. That was question six, by the way. So you do need a guess. Yeah, go on. What you said. Yeah, the specially designed Racer Champions car is the best I can come up with at the minute. That sort of buggy looking thing. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, with, with the four separate suspensions, one yeah, on yeah. each corner. And it, it's, is it, that the one that broke Verline's neck? Yep. Yeah, that's the bunny. I think um, Massa had a huge off in it as well at the same time. Oh, no, Massa took Verline off. That was it. Hmm. It destroyed a ma- what would have could have been a massively average Formula One career. <laughs> Brazil versus <laughs> Germany. Um, I have very strong ties to a former Formula One world champion. Oh wait, what? When did A One GP start? Was that that was earlier, wasn't it? A lot that, earlier. That was early two thousands, yeah. if not two thousand, wasn't it? It was. I think it was about two thousand and four. Yeah, right. something like that. I remember me and you watching the first race in the Manx Arms, going, "What is this <laughs> shit?" <laughs> no, it, was, it was awful. Yeah, okay. He's one of the Manx. Oh no, he's not driving. That's yeah. weird. 
he's part of the team. <laughs> Dan's batteries have run out. <laughs> That's my thinking face. <laughs> thought you just powered down for the night. I've not got a clue yet at all whatsoever. We better have another clue. I started on four wheels but switched to two in 2013. I think he's done yours. I think he's done yours. He might well have done this. When did Johnny Walker switch from McLaren to someone else? Yeah. To being. It's not Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker was still on the McLaren in 2014, wasn't it? I think it was on the McLaren up to about 2015 or 16, possibly. Yeah. Because that's when Mika and came back and they were making the promise to never drink and drive. When you. So, well, that is Heineken, but. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another clue? I am one of the main focuses of a large Swedish Austrian motorcycle manufacturer. The only Austrian motorcycle manufacturer I know of is KTM. I didn't know they had much to do with Sweden. Didn't know they were Austrian. <laughs> Dakar? Well, well no, most of it's done in Dakar. Well, no, well, no it's two week. Uh, it's two wheels, so it could be the bike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's of French descent because it started off as Paris-Dakar. And it's now um, Patagonia to Montevideo. Yeah, since I, I quite like your, I like the idea that Paul's Paul's guess about the car. It's of French descent because of what you said. I don't know about the colouring. Ignore that. Um, but yeah, I think the the that that kind of fits the race of champions car that you that you said before. You have another clue. And a spaffer, if you want, want it. I think we're probably going to need the spaffer, but we'll have the other clue first. A Frenchman and an Englishman ride me. That is a clue, not a slip-up. Nobody around this table will get the reference, but I'm going for Belinda Blumenthal. Let's just see who comes <laughs> back with something on that. <laughs> I'll go for Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got it's got it's got to be uh, ridden by a youngish driver. <laughs> These are all jokes. If you if you know, you know, you know. Um, Frenchman, Englishman. Was that ride me or drive me? Ride me. So that could be the two wheel bit. No, no mm. idea. Spaffer. Yes, yeah. please. I compete. In the MXGP World Motocross Championship. Of which I have never seen anything. Um, There's people screaming. screaming I know there will be. There will be. I've got a motocross game on the PlayStation, but... should play it more. I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> But just been playing. Yeah, I'll take the hit on this one. I'm out. Just been playing a lot of Spider Man for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so so far out, the microphone is actually yeah. in the air. Floods yeah. tapped out. Yeah. Um, I got nothing. I, I got nothing at the moment. 
Never, never has somebody won by submission before. <laughs> <laughs> You've got us. I am Kimi Raikkonen's factory, unpronounceable word beginning with H, motocross team. Husqvarna. Ice, yeah, motocross team, Ice One Racing. Now, if you'd have said my name's also associated with chainsaws and leaf blowers, <laughs> we might have stood a chance. Absolutely dunyas. Completely. Yep. Of course, KTM are entering a Husqvarna branded team in Moto3 next year. Ah, which they only announced at the weekend, and bloody hell. That was, that e- was quite excellent. Cool. Cody, that was, that was great. Yeah. But that was excellent, that one. That was what a serious shunt should be. Correct. <laughs> that was definitely not a novelty comedy shunt. Five, so, oh, there's nothing wrong with novelty comedy shunts, don't get me wrong, but that was a five-star quiz shunt in my eyes. Really well done. So how do you get a total shunt into us? You can tweet me at a total shunt in a private message. You can PM me on Instagram and get them in that way. And if you are slightly old school and want to send it by email, send it to me, uh, which I will pick up at threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com and I will use that in the reserve pile when Lee's not here or I'm feeling particularly evil one night. (laughs) If you want to get... Um, want to get a tweet through to the show then we are on Twitter at 3 legs Four wheels same on Instagram and you can get us on Facebook at 3 legs Four wheels as well and individually we are at Flood21 at Dan Dankleton and at Pablo100 Sean is at Sean Cowper I think that just leaves Formula Lee and I have an apology to make this week oh dear Paul I didn't realise that the car that I picked the 2010 McLaren wasn't in every version of the game so we're, change, we're changing the car. It's still Baku. It's still in the dry, but it's going to be the two. It's the 2004 Ferrari. Some of you have already seen this. I put it on Facebook and Twitter. But for those that haven't, 2004 Ferrari, which is in every version of F1 2019. Uh, you got one week left, and get the t- get the times into us the usual way. See how that goes. Do it. Um, I would normally say don't forget the Patreon show, but we talked about that tonight. And you've listened to it. And I'll, hopefully you've listened to it. Because I I will have put out a tweet that the Patreon show is free this week. Um, we will be back next week. Chris, you are away next week, aren't you? I am not here, not available. So Sean will be joining us next week. And um, if Lee's done his... Some people are punching the air saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> if Lee's done his 2020 grid predictions in time, yeah. we will be discussing what all five of us think the 2020 grid will look like in That's full. That's why I didn't do it. I didn't do it because I didn't have time and did it to create more content for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to get a more educated guess as to what the grid's going to be given the recent announcement. Oh, I remember you tweeting up on the group Chris said, "Yeah, I've just sent you the sent you the things." I looked at it and I thought, "I must do that," and then instantly <laughs> forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, I think I did it on Friday. Like, I, I think I'd forgot about it before I closed the window. Oops. <laughs> Bit like I do with the outside world. Yep. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Patron, patron, patron. Oh, that was a quality intro there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been recording that. I was. Well, hey! <laughs>
Ah, could could record it properly. Um, I've got I've got a studio set up in another location now. I was recording the first track from our album on Saturday. Were you? Wow. Yes. Ace. We don't have a title yet because uh, our lyricist and um, lead rapper hasn't come up with anything. Lead rapper. It's gonna be a. Are you you joined a new metal band? No. Uh, well, it was. Don't, does he look new? Have you joined a metal band? <laughs> Do I look an metal? old metal band? <laughs> um. It's it's not it's not new metal. Well, I say it's not new metal, but we have got somebody doing samples and electronics and effects in it. Have you got a DJ? This particular person has done some DJing in the past. Does he have lots it? of electronic tinkering? You know who that is. Are you I, gonna, is that our accountant? It would be our accountant. Are, are you going to use a chaos pad? It's kind That's of post new metal. It's That's kind like, of worse. <laughs> He's just bought one of those Ableton Live controllers with about. I think it's an 8x8 grid of sample pads on it. And he's just bought one of those specially for this band. (sighs) Alongside... We'll be using that alongside some metal... Basically, I've joined fucking Limp Biscuit, haven't I? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Sounds good. Is your singer uh, somebody who pretends to be a lot younger than they are? And be down with the kids, yo? No, this... Well, we've, we've, we've got two lead rappers... One of which is 50 and admits it, and the other one I used to be in a band with because he's the son of the guitarist in this band as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that way madness lies. So this conversation's really weird because I, when I was making tea before, obviously with no like recollection of what we were going to do, I was trying to work out in a sad world what would cheer the, cheer the world up. And I realised that the world is in such a terrible place, the only thing that could cheer the world up is if the Queen covered break stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Now, with the right samples. (laughs) Dear cassette boy, (laughs) give one something to break. (laughs) Give me something to break. How about your fucking face? (laughs) I did do an acoustic version of that. I didn't play it live. I just played it at home. Like, <laughs> thrown in some jazz chords and mm-hmm. um, made it like a, like a 1920s almost like style, like Charleston dance. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you never played that live? Um, because it's break stuff by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> in a Charleston style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slightly Charleston. Oh, God, I'm well at, well, most places over here. Possibly. Just one man and his guitar. Mm-hmm. Playing break stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> we will have to do a random sort of three legs, four wheels musical project at some point. We have a we complete band is between a, is, us. Is a whole band. Yeah. It, do, it does seem. It, it seems odd that we haven't at least recorded our own theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> no, you already well, did that for us. I did. Yeah, quite. No, a while. No, yeah. no, not on this show. I did that. I did this one. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Three Legs, Four Wheels yeah. tune was, was from Lee's old band. If nothing else, we should get together and record the chain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Top Gear do that once? Well, they did um, their, uh, Jessica, didn't they, by the Allman Brothers, which is their theme tune. Yeah. yeah. Right, I, I, thought, I thought they did the chain. Uh, so, how are we all this week? Oh, and hello, patrons, by the way. Hi, yeah. Uh, hello. I think they know we're talking to them, but hi anyway. <laughs> so. If not, they're really confused and one of them thinks they're schizophrenic right now. <laughs> the but voices are back. <laughs> like they are every Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday? Drown some, them. some people don't listen straight away. I suppose. Drown them. 
Now your turn into Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we all doing? Good. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. I'm knackered, but it's been one. It's been one of them days. I was trying to fix my parents' TV, bearing in mind they're in a different country, and I was doing it over the phone. Mm. That was entertaining because my dad wouldn't listen to what I was telling him to do. Is that because he didn't have his hearing aid in? No, it's just because it's me dad and he knows better, even though he rang me to ask for help, and I, I had the instruction manual for their TV open in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept having to ask me mum to take a photo of what was on the screen and send it to me on Facebook Messenger. So I could then tell me dad that he'd gone to the wrong screen and would he please press the right buttons to get to the one that he was meant to go to. Nice. But no, he knows the shortcuts because dad. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. After being stuck with my um, mental landlady for two hours. Oh, fuck that. I I literally went to her front door. It was going to be a 30-second, there's the money from the tobacco that you got for my friend while you were at your second home in Malta. Thank you very much. See you later. If I spent two hours with your landlady, that two hours would be limited by how long it took me to dig the hole. Oh, believe me, I was trying. <laughs> but I ended up repairing both of her TVs that she'd managed to break. Um, getting her internet connection set back up because she'd managed to change the password on the router. I don't know how because she can't even log into the router. Repairing the router, resetting the Wi-Fi network, um, and now she's offered me a job as her um, property and business manager. I was going to say, you've just found your new job, haven't you? We're TV repairman. That's my secret superhero identity. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I I may now be employed as my landlady's business manager. I, I'm i going to get it in writing. And you want £2,000 a day. That'll do nicely. <laughs> That's the going rate. Non-negotiable. <laughs> so I've had one of those chaotic... Do you know what? Having a blood test was the most relaxing thing that's happened to me all day. Getting stabbed, basically, yeah. 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 Mm. On purpose. My three-monthly visit to the hospital vampires. <laughs> Yeah, three monthly, which was how long since the last one? Oh, right. I'm, it's a three, I'm meant to get my blood tested every three months for my diabetes, and this visit was like eight months late. Right. This is the one that I should have had just before Christmas. It is just before Christmas, I guess. Pretty kind much. of. I always think as soon as July's gone, Christmas is pretty much... It's, it's, it's on the way, isn't it? You, you can see it. Autumn's you can feel air, it in the weather. It? Yeah. Autumn's in the air, isn't it? You can just yeah. got that feeling of just like it's just gone a little bit cooler. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have some nice hot days still to come mm-hmm. before like summer's completely gone. No, it, but it's it's just starting to just starting to dip away a little. It's now. the time of year where you start unfriending people on Facebook when they're posting the "It's Christmas soon" memes. No, I don't mind that. I I love Christmas, and I think that there is nothing wrong with Christmas in like November. Would, would you say that you wish? It could be Christmas every, every day. day. yeah. <laughs> Christmas is an event that happens at the end of December. And it's no problem. There's nothing wrong with looking forward to it, but let it, that's when Christmas starts. No, you you can have a solid Christmas, like especially shops, a solid Christmas like decoration set up mid-November. No, too early. I was in I was in Canada one year, and we were there over Halloween, mm-hmm. and went to one big department store on October thirtieth, and it was oh, yeah. I've done that Halloween spectacular. Yeah, and then we went to the same shop two days later, and it was it, it was like walking into a puddle of reindeer vomit. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, when <laughs> I went to amazing. Texas, that was um, that was a, uh, over Halloween, and it, again, it was like the, it, October thirty first. Everything's scary, pumpkins, you know, mm-hmm. buy all your Halloween stuff here, and then the next day, like it was the Walmart actually. Then the next day, huge Christmas tree, Christmas songs, staff wearing Christmas hat. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> 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 No, I, 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 when I worked when I worked in a bank a few years ago, the uh, the office Christmas decorations went up on the first of November, and I just played no part in it whatsoever because it was just too early to start doing that yeah, in an office bar. He said, fine. and humbug. Yeah, it they, the Christmas decorations went up on Casual Dress Friday, and I might just have been wearing a black and white striped T-shirt. Well, um, <laughs> I hope I hope he got buggered by a ghost <laughs> of Christmas past. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas past, fine. Christmas future, come back in six weeks. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I do not hate Christmas. I like Christmas. You know, it's time time to spend with your family yeah. and friends. Yeah. All right, there's a little bit of overindulgence involved. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it for a sixth of the year. Yeah, exactly. It's too much. Two, no, two months. It's because it's fine. Two months is fine. No, it's not. Because it's not even like all of December. As soon as Boxing Day comes, Christmas is gone. And summer holidays are advertised on TV. Yes, <laughs> immediately. Because as soon as Christmas is out of the way, oh, you suddenly you realise, oh, it's winter. Christmas winter is def- is different to winter winter. The, there's winter wonderlands, and then there's like drizzle Sleety and sleet. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting up and going to work, and it's dark. I come home, and it's dark. Am I ever going to see daylight again? Absolutely love yeah. it. By the way, I, I love. Going to work in the dark. No, I hate it. I love early nights being dark because I, hate it. I like going to sleep when it's dark. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm I'm a winter. I, I like hats. I like scarves. I like coats. Don't mind autumn. Don't like winter. But, as um, soon as the clocks change, that's it. Mm-hmm. I become awful person for a few weeks. No, I? it's fine. I I do not get sad at all. I do a bit, and then I'm, as soon as I'm adjusted, I'm fine. It takes a while to adjust. Mm. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm almost going to come over and give you a hug. <laughs> oh, it's a touching moment. Spending cl- time with close friends. Hang on, it's not Christmas yet. It's still bloody no, it's August. Not. Should we sing carols? Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what we should be. Maybe we should do a Christmas album. <laughs> I thought it felt, it felt wrong last night because anyone seen the new series of Glow yet on Netflix? No, no. Ten episodes, but the tenth one's a Christmas special. Glow. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I thought it was awful. No, I think it's really good. Yeah, no. Yeah. Ten episodes in this series, but the last one's a Christmas special, and I was all for hanging on to watch that for another three, four months. A Christmas special on non-Christmas times is a strange thing. Well, have you noticed there's um, a couple of the lower-rent, bottom-end-of-the-sky-planner movie channels in the movie section Yeah, have been doing, like, Christmas in Christmas in July and Christmas in August. They're yeah, showing yeah. Christmas movies at the moment. Weird, weird. That I certainly do not get. I'm looking forward to doing Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street with Martin for uh, not the director's cut this year. The proper one or the new one? The new one. I don't think oh. Father Christmas is going to come out of it very well with me and Martin. I've got I've got thing questions about him. I think he probably should have been left in prison. <laughs> But he created the dinosaur. Oh, hang on. I'm, confu- I'm <laughs> no, confusing no. Richard Attenborough roles again. Wrong white bearded man. Well, Richard Attenborough was the was Father Christmas in no, Miracle no, on 34th G- Street. And Father Christmas dinosaur- is God. Did Father the- Christmas is God. But he did God the dinosaur- is God. Did the dinosaurs God. in Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs <laughs> are real, Lee. They are real. Dinosaurs <laughs> are real. 
the devil put them here. He did. The devil put dinosaurs here. Very good. I can't find it now, but I remember watching a video on YouTube with this um, like extreme religious woman that was walking around a museum, and she she got to like the dinosaur sections. She said, "Well, I don't know what you think. This you cut a dinosaur if you want, but to me, I think that's a dragon." And it, it just, the whole video took this crazy turn where she thought, like, we don't know they couldn't breathe fire because we've only got the bones. <laughs> you were the one that was going to cough, Chris. Mm, yeah, yeah, well, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm fine. It was tremendous. Yeah, I went to I went to the zoo and found those uh, dinosaurs. There were loads of them. Yeah. Arthur loved that. He, um, did, he, did you show him the videos as yeah, well? Yeah, he's very, very, he's attached to that dinosaur as well. It's going Good. everywhere with him. Good. Good. Not Barney, is it? No, no, no. no I got no, a, dinosaur no, just a little dinosaur from from uh, from Chester Zoo when I was there a couple ah. of weeks ago. But did you see the tweet of my tea party the other day for breakfast? Yes, I did. Yeah, he had uh, he had um, Dino sat next to him. Dino was there. Dino baby, for breakfast. Ba- baby Dino. Yeah, and then red dinosaur was Big Dino. Yeah, Big Dino. Yeah. Big Do- Dino, Baby Dino, cardboard box. <laughs> 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 Sounds like something will be. Integrating into one of our tracks, for this. probably not not new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone else been doing anything? No, I, I did that bike ride the other week. Oh God, so you did. yes, yeah. how did it go? Slow. Um, that's not the that's not the idea. You, you were We're, doing really well towards the end because I was at Paul's and we were tracking you, or rather, Paul was tracking you. And it looked like you were going to finish about 40 minutes after the, the last track that we did, uh, the last tracking thing that we did. And then it turned out you finished like an hour and 20 minutes after the last track that we did. Oh, Dan, I'll be finished soon. Yeah. Dan isn't finished yet. The, there was lots of bits where everything ground to a halt and you were walking for a while. Mm. And I reckon that I did at least 90 minutes of walking on this bike ride. Why? Because there's 30,000 people and narrow roads and accidents happen. Were there crashy crashes? There were several crashy crashes. Did, I saw. Did you see any horrible crashes? Well, they peloton crashes where everyone's doing like 35, 40 mile an hour and uh, one guy goes down and it's like dominoes. The, there was nothing the quite place. like that, but there were a few where two or three people were taken out at yeah. once and some of them were quite nasty. Some of that died the other day, didn't they? Professional cycle. Yeah, yes. In the Tour of Poland. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, na- really nasty. He. Ooh. Not only crashed, but went off the road into a drainage ditch as well. Oh, oh no. Cycling is dangerous, yeah. people. Just well, stay at I'm, home. I'm surprised there isn't more serious, serious, serious injuries. Like when you see, like, like you say, the crashes with like 30 of them, you think, well, how isn't the first guy dead? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we watched the Classique, which is the woman's professional race at London, the day before I did my race. And. Um, Becky got terrified at that point because I don't know. You, you'll have watched it, Paul. Yeah, I, I saw it. In the last 30 metres or so, one of the riders pulled over, touched someone else's wheel. She went down. Someone else hit her, went down. Someone else hit them, went down. There were bikes flying. There were about 40 people on the floor. No way. Yes. Uh, the The person who'd caused all of this Ended up crossing the line first and got disqualified for causing it. Ah, oh, got you. It was an accident, surely. No one wants to crash. She, she pulled right in front of somebody just, else and took the wheel out. Shot one of them. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> ch- ch- changing line in a bunch sprint is a big no-no. Right, okay. 
Um, but I had to explain that, no, I wasn't going to be sprinting like that because I was going to be fucked. <laughs> see, all I can think of Oh, I see, is... so Becky thought that that was going to happen to you as well. Yes. Yeah, like, that, gonna... With that being her first experience of cycle racing, she thought all cycle races were like <laughs> that, obviously. But all I can think of now, given the accident that was caused, is that it was Kevin Magnussen in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Was a well, Danish cyclist as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, because like <laughs> Grosjean's not busy at the moment, is it? You know, summer break and that. Well, he's going to be less busy soon. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, when we talk about that main pod. Yeah. Why is it? Is his restaurant closing? Yes. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> well, having a grand reopening, I'd, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe even a franchise. Well, that's how he's going to have to work things out. <laughs> We're definitely veering into uh, into main pod territory here. We shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. No, we no, we shouldn't. Um, is this the one that we're making free to everybody to um, let people know what the Patreon's like? So should I we think be? So we we did we we, we, talk, we talked week, we talked we? about this and we said the first summer break one. So mm-hmm. if you're not norm, if you're not normally um, a listener to these Patreon shows, this is the kind of I don't know brain dump. That we do before the main podcast. Yeah. Just to I sort of so. set our minds and concentrate on F1. This has got all the extra tangents that we can Warm can't up. Fit in. Warm up. Just, well, so, sort of collection Sunday of tangents. Sunday morning warm up. For those who, who used to watch Formula One in the 90s. Yeah. Eurosport yeah. used to show it. I used to love it. <laughs> moment of silence for that, obviously. Yeah. 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 Moment of silence for the warm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this this is this is the other stuff that never fits, never quite fits into the main show. Yeah, and if you subscribe, if you subscribe to Patreon, if after hearing this for the first time, if you want to, you'll get more of this every week. You so, lucky people! Some somebody else say something funny, or cromulent knackers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if, uh, so carry on talking about the bike ride, Dan. Uh, yeah, it was really fucking long. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, took eight hours, 40 minutes to complete it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, getting down there. So I was going o- across from the island on Wednesday night to drive down to London, mm-hmm. breaking the trip up halfway. Tuesday night, I'm putting some stuff in the car. Forget there's a bike rack on the back of the car. Shut the boot. Smash. Hit myself over the head with the bike rack. <laughs> Have to go to A&E to get checked out for oh, concussion. <laughs> Did you knock yourself out? D- didn't knock myself out, but uh, was quite woozy. Do you, think, do you think you might have knocked a couple of minutes off your time? Yeah, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of my excuses. Yeah. All right, Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> and then... On the way down, going down the M6, car comes up with a yellow light that says, warning, hill start assist's got a problem. And then comes up with a red light saying, stop immediately or people will die, your brakes are fucked. <laughs> so I figured I'd uh, best, best pull over and... This is a car you have for a long time, isn't it? This, this car is pretty new, yeah. <laughs> so, yep, AA man came and said, oh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a computer, they do that sometimes. Turn it off and on again, it'll be fine. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, was that not the first thing you tried, turning it off and on again? Yes, but one of the rules of mechanical stuff is when there's an engineer standing next to you while you do exactly what you've just done, it'll work. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always. So. Unless you're me dad. It's like the first time yeah. he knows how to turn it off and on again better. It's like right. the first time you go and show somebody something that doesn't work. Look at this. It's just rubbish. It doesn't. It, okay, it worked that time, but yeah. it, it works. Yeah. It works the same way as if you got something, to someone, something to show someone that's really, really good. It, yeah, it does, there, yeah, yeah it's, no. it's gone. You had to be there. Yeah, sorry. And then I got there, and front gears on the bike weren't working, so I had to find a bike repair shop. <laughs> So, yeah, the actual ride itself was quite easy after all of that. <laughs> thank you, you so much to everyone who sponsored me for that, by the way. Well uh, done, everyone. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes. Up Definitely to best part of 700 quid for uh, Macmillan Cancer Support now. Fantastic. Good. Absolutely brilliant. So, yes, thank you, everyone. So, are you planning on doing it again? I've signed up to do two laps of the TT course in six weeks' time, which is... Only 75 miles, but there's a mountain to go over twice in that. Mm. Yes, a mountain, literally two mountains, well, a mountain to climb twice. Yeah, I I said I had to do two mountains and someone got very confused because there's only one mountain on the Isle of Man. Yes. Did you punch them after they got confused because they deserved it? No, because I'm getting married to her. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oops. Dan, you you do realise it's still wrong even when you get married. (laughs) (laughs) If not worse. (laughs) <laughs> you can tell what county your wife to be was born in, yes. can't you? <laughs> <laughs> but the um, I, I think you'll find that easier the two laps of the TT course because it, it's surroundings you're totally familiar with. I I don't know because the first fifty miles of London were flat, and I've never ridden on the flat before because we don't live where there is where flat. flat. No. no, not really. And that was that's why Mark so Cavendish and Peter Kenyon and you know others from the Isle of Man are pretty good at cycling yeah. because this place isn't flat. We've got the prom. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, and right yeah. now that's not flat. No, no, <laughs> no. From but one side of the road to the fucked. other. Fucked. <laughs> yeah, oh, fucked. Not flat. Yeah. <laughs> Two miles of flat-ish, kind of. Mm. So Everywhere yeah, else is uphill. That that's uh, that's six weeks away, so I've got some time to build up to it. Yeah, It'll be fine. Yeah, I think you, I think you, you, you'll a enjoy it and b like it'll it'll fly by because you know the TT course. Uh, yeah, and and you just think okay, by the time you're done like twenty three miles and you get to Ramsey and you start climbing up the mountain, you'll think, oh fuck, what am I doing this for? Yeah, and that will be horrible. But, yeah, that's about five miles going up a mountain. Mm. Yeah. And then you come down the other side, which will be great. Yeah. Yeah, of course, as soon as you hit, like, the mountain, it's uh, relatively downhill from there. Yeah. And it's uh, the, the mountain's going to be closed for it as well. Oh, is it? Oh, so you don't have to so, play dodge the traffic? No. Ace. <laughs> is the stuff. course not going to be shut for it? Not the whole course, just, what day just is, the mountain what, what section. What day is this? Because I'm not getting in the van. Sunday the 22nd. <laughs> right, okay. It's a Sunday, it's fine. Sunday the 22nd, oh, my me. We just stand by the side of the road and go, go on, Dan. Oh, fantastic, thank Bag. you. Dan. Bag of nails. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that happened in the Tour de France a few oh. years back. People people were not happy. Well, it, it happened over here. Did it? Somebody for the Grand Frondo, yeah. Mark Cavendish got, oh, God, got punctured. Because yes. someone dropped a bag of nails on the course. On purpose? On purpose. Dickheads. Not being funny, how do you do that and then take the Manx guy out? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Cav. Oh, fuck it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think the phrase is not big and not clever. No, n- neither of them. I think it's kind of similar to the uh, guy at the Chinese Grand Prix a few years ago that wanted, wanted his turn in an F1 car because it was always the same 20 drivers every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a bit bizarre. That and the guy dressed as uh, in the like the as a leprechaun running up the. Thing. Oh, he's he's oh, in the German John Grand Prix. Yeah. He's, yeah. Not, he's notorious for doing things like that. He, British, um, wasn't it? He it? invaded yeah, so. the track at the men's marathon in the Athens Olympics and took the guy leading out, who ended up finishing about fifth because it just ruined his race. That would have been different though if he'd done that to say Schumacher. Um, <laughs> was it was it him who walked out with Man United and stood next to them for a team photo because he was dressed in the same kit as them? No, that that was somebody else. But this this guy that dresses as a leprechaun also got on Britain's Got Talent. Oh God! For dressing as a leprechaun and doing bloody river dance it says more about Britain's Got Talent than it does about yeah, what's, uh, what's it called Co- Cornelius Horan. He's notorious. He's got a he's, there's a Wikipedia page full of. Um, Is that his real name? Yeah, he's Irish. No, because he actually sounds like a leprechaun. That's probably why he dresses like one. Amazing. Maybe he is a leprechaun. <laughs> he used to red flag the race. It was a British Grand Prix, wasn't it? Yeah. He was running up the hangar straight. Mm. He had to red flag. I think they had to red flag the race. We're I talking think, main yeah. pod here. Yeah, no, I think they stopped the race. In fact, they did stop the race because in my head I can see the... Because I can see see the cars coming down the straight, him, him going up and stopped underneath it. I'm sure I remember that being like a clip I saw. Look that up between uh, this and the main pod. Hmm? We, we can look that up between this and doing the main pod. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, keep getting emails. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a busy day for getting emails, as we will go into on uh, on the main show. Um, which I think it's probably about time we went and talked about Formula Sounds 1 now, isn't good it? to me. Play right. out track. Play out track, nothing new metal. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Actually, um... Going to do a track from a listener's band. Who? Who's who this? Uh, doesn't know this, uh, that we're doing it. Well, they should it the know first. it if it's their band. Well, it's got, they'll, they'll know the track, but we don't, they don't know we're going to play out with it. Um, it's a band uh, band called the Pirates of Panama. Right. Good name. Um, British band based in America. Um, just found their singers following us on Instagram. So I checked my band out, so I did. I thought, ah, oh, it's bloody good. So um, we're going to play out with one of theirs. All right, then. Tonight, What's it please. called? It is called... Let me just bring it up. It's a strange name for a song. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, where are we? Sorry, I just, I just need to go into... Uh, it, does, it doesn't go like that. <laughs> Left-handed googling at its finest. Just <laughs> 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 trying to keep you all entertained. Whilst Paul looks at his phone. Right, I've got it. It's called Tear It Apart. Right, okay. So play out, play out with that. I'll play it to you guys now before... Before we do the main show, so you can hear it as well. Yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who has subscribed, and if you want to subscribe after hearing that, that is incredible of you. And uh, just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Radio plays. I'll be-